Ronaldo coming to life. Harry Kill. Nakamura! Brilliant from Messi. Kakar and Gerard. Pressure now on Park Ji Sung. What pressure? Tim Cahill has done it again! What a goal by Tim Cahill! Welcome everyone, this is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. From fordiegos.com, my name's Rodrigo Rodriguez, and with me today is my co-host, Carlos Alberto Diego. Carlos, welcome to our weekly wrap of World Football. Thanks, Rodrigo, and hello to our listeners. On today's show, we'll wrap up all the latest World Football news, and we share a very special soft sombrero moment with Adelaide United star Marcos Flores. So, Rodrigo, as always, it's another big show. Certainly will, Carlos. Looking forward to the chat with uh, Marcos Flores, but let's start with the hot topic of the week. I think the hot topic of this week was uh, technology. Technology in football, Carlos. Rodrigo, this is a hot topic for the last decade. It has been, I know. But finally, uh, FIFA and IFAB, that's the International Football Association Board. It sounds like a very modern name, (laughs) IFAB. But uh, the the gentlemen of uh, IFAB have got together and said, uh, let's defer another decision on (laughs) goal line technology. Well, they've tested... 10 technologies yeah. in the last 12 months and none of them are satisfactory according to FIFA. None of them are doing uh, the immediate uh, message to the referee telling the referee that it's gone over the line. Rodrigo, hallelujah that they're actually looking at something. No, it's about time. The, the reason they decided to defer it is because we don't need it. <laughs> you know, we don't need goal line technology. What about the human element in refereeing decisions? Rod- Players make mistakes all the time. Rodrigo, have I ever told you you look more and more like Sepp Blatter every day? <laughs> now, he's turned yeah. finally, and it took uh, the controversy of the England-Germany World Cup clash uh, where Frank Lampard's goal con- it's quite obviously went over the line and uh, was not given, and uh, Germany went on to win that game quite comfortably. Uh, look, it's about time these controversial decisions were completely uh, covered off by technology, so it's not going to cost anyone's job. It's not going to cost referees their livelihood because they're going to be lambasted by everyone in the football world. Uh, Rodrigo, it's about time you change too. I can't, Carlos. I just can't change. I can't have tech. What about the time that it will take to refer a decision up to somebody looking at Hawkeye. Rodrigo, we're taking, we're sending people to Mars these days, yes. not even to the moon. Yeah, I know. Look, I'm a bit of a troglodyte, <laughs> if that's the word, when it comes to technology in football. I say no technology. Well done, Mr. Blatter. I'm with you on this <laughs> no, he's one. he's actually going the other way. He <laughs> wants to consider it at least, For Rodrigo. deferring the decision. Exactly right. Carlos, uh, that's, uh, that's the hot topic, and I think it was a bit hot in the studio <laughs> here. Don't forget, if you'd like to be part of the show, you can email us on 4diegos at bigpond.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com forward slash four Diego's F-O-U-R-D-I-E-G-O-S. Let us know your thoughts on the world game. Coming up, it's an A-League finals wrap and the latest uh, in all football news around Australasia. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. When Tony DiCiccio was asked why he resigned as USA Women's World Champion football coach, he said... It's more important for me to be a world-class husband than a world-class coach. Tony is now scrubbing the toilet and cleaning out the guttering. Geez, I love this game. This is the Four Diego's.
Welcome back. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia, your weekly dose of world football. Coming up, stay tuned. It's a special soft sombrero moment with Adelaide United star Marcos Flores. But first, Carlos, let's talk about the Australian A-League grand final between Brisbane and Central Coast Mariners at Lang Park in Brisbane, where after Central Coast defeated Gold Coast 1-0 for the right to take on you know, the world beaters in uh, Brisbane Raw. Looking forward to that grand final. It's going to be big. Rodrigo, I'm calling it El Clasico. Yes, I think I've <laughs> coined this phrase a few a few times over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Brisbane Raw, Central Coast Mariners, clearly the best two sides in the competition. Clearly coached by the two coaches that have uh, earned the redemption mm. that they've deserved uh, after being much maligned over their career. They're playing uh, or they're in charge of the two best teams, two most beautiful footballing teams in the competition. The special one, Graham Arnold, and, of course, Angie uh, Pippi Postacoglu <laughs> uh, after Pippi Guardiola. Fantastic results. I'm looking forward to, in front of 52,000 people at Lang Park in Brisbane. I'm looking forward to a, a special occasion this weekend. And, and the other the, the other um, interesting thing is because, obviously, we, we all saw the floods in Brisbane. This is their first big event, so it's going to be fantastic for the city and the state. Um, let's get back onto the football, though. Um, the, the great thing I like about uh, Graham Arnold's Central Coast Mariners is the youngsters that um, Graham has really fostered. Uh, goalkeeper, the goalkeeper, Matt Ryan, who's been in fantastic form, one young goalkeeper of of the year, Mustafa Amini and Oliver Bazanich, to name a few, they are showing that uh, the future of Australian football is pretty good. It is pretty good, and uh, and someone like Oliver Bazanich, not mm. only is he a good footballer, but he's very competitive, and uh, he'll be up against Matty Mackay, the captain of uh, Brisbane, who's done a fantastic job with his career this year, playing in, for the Socceroos in the Asian Cup, one of the best players there. Amini's going to be a star of the future, like you said. Matty Ryan, who could forget the double save uh, in that oh. uh, in the last game in the major semi final, which uh, earned. Uh, them a chance to get sorry the preliminary final earned them a chance to, to play in the grand final fantastic young player has had his moments this year he has fumbly at times but he always comes back in uh, bigger and stronger after any mistakes well I said he was a young goalkeeper of the year but he was a young player of the year which is uh, fantastic for him being a goalkeeper normally the on-field players get that but uh, of course uh, the goalkeepers in this are going to be important and uh, you know Michael Theoklatos who was um, named the goalkeeper of the year uh, another one who's uh, is seeked redemption from Right. Uh, a horror time at Norwich City. That's a that was a horror story. Uh, you know, he only played one game for them in the UK and considered yes. seven goals, of which four were attributed to him in the first half. So, uh, for him to come back and become goalkeeper of the year is a fantastic uh, result for him. So, I still can't go past uh, Brisbane Roar's stars. You know, Thomas Broich, uh, Matt Mackay, Costa Barbarousas. You know, that's all class right up front there, you know, in, in midfield as well. This uh, this is where it's going to be won, I think, for, for uh, Brisbane. And Graham Arnold playing mind games yes, in the media, yeah, saying that the pressure's on, uh, on Brisbane Raw. 27 games unbeaten. Brisbane's played them five times and not lost to them once this year. He says all the pressure's on Brisbane. I would think that uh, the pressure is on Central Coast to try and turn this around. Brisbane are due to lose a game, but there's no reason why that should be this weekend. Yeah, I didn't expect some trash talking between these two because they obviously have a very healthy respect for each other, you know, known each other for quite a long time, been in the Australian system as well. But, uh, yeah, Graham Arnold did come out and basically, you know, put put a bit of pressure on Ange Postacoglu. And Ange Postacoglu is really calm, isn't he? He just plays it with a straight bat and says, yeah, we'll accept the pressure. 
Well, We've, people have forgotten that he actually was in charge of South Melbourne uh, in the old inner cell when they won a couple of championships and also uh, took the team to the World Club Championship in Brisbane uh, in, back in 2000. I mean, the guy's done a lot in coaching, even as a young coach many years ago. So he's been there and done that. All right, Carlos, uh, reputation on the line here. Score. Who wins? I think Brisbane has to do it for the, the whole state of uh, Queensland, and I think uh, easily 3-1 in the end. It'll be a tough game early, but Brisbane have got too much to play for, too much motivation. I'm with you. I think 2-0 uh, maybe, just to be different. Thanks, Carlos. Uh, so the A-League Grand Final between Brisbane Raw and Central Coast Mariners coming up uh, this weekend. Remember, you can email us on 4diegos at bigpond.com or follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash 4diegos. If you want to get involved in a discussion with us, please uh, get on those websites. Uh, it's a special soft a moment coming up with Adelaide United star Marcos Flores. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. My dog was about my only friend. I told my wife that a man needs at least two friends. So she bought me another dog. This has been a sad coaching moment. By the four Diegos. Welcome back. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. Coming up is a wrap of all things happening in world football. But first, joining us today, we have one of the genuine superstars of the Australian A-League. Please, a big Four Diego's World Football Weekly welcome to Adelaide United star Marcos Flores. Marcos, welcome to our show. Thank you very much. Good afternoon, Adelaide. Yes, it's Rodrigo Rodriguez here and Carlos Alberto Diego. Firstly, congratulations on being awarded the Johnny Warren Medal this week as the best player in the Australian A-League. You must be really proud uh, that you know oh. your, your peers basically selected you as their number one player. Oh, yeah. I, I, I take the honour they received these awards. Um, yeah. I want to send big hugs for every children in South Australia dreaming being a soccer player. They are the future. They have to know that. Now, Marcus, my name's Carlos. Now, when you joined when you joined Adelaide United back in 2009, they were on the bottom of the A-League. Now, you were playing in Chile at the time. Did your friends in Chile think you were crazy coming to Australia <laughs> playing for Adelaide? <laughs> my people, my friends in Argentina, look, they told me crazy. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I love, I love it, risk. I thought a lot about this this decision, you know. It's not like I take the decision in ten days. Um, I thought I I I thought one year about this before I take this decision. And I think uh, end of the day, I think it the, was the uh, amazing experience in Australia. Of course, I find one difficult football. Difficult style, but I I learn I learn about about the soccer the soccer in Australia. I learn a lot, and I I did adapt adapt to to this style. Um, and nothing. I try it. I try it. Uh, make make excuse for 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 the people for supporters because I want to try bring bring my style to Australia. Well, it's fair to say, Marcos, that uh, we all love watching you play and there's a real love affair between you and the Adelaide fans. Why do you love them so much and why do you think they love you so much? And, and you know, do you get much love from fans outside of Adelaide? Uh, well, this, this, this is amazing. What I love the Adelaide supporters because they, the first day, believe in my football and they, they support my mistakes because they believe that I tried 
with one difficult puzzle, with one difficult difficult start a game, or maybe the risk, you know? I take a lot of risk for, for make happy the people, and the people believe in that, you know? And when I take the mistake, they say, come on, let's keep doing. Because they believe in me, they trust in me, and this is why I love Adelaide supporters. Um, I don't know, uh, you have to ask, uh, you have to ask why they love me. They love me, but <laughs> I think uh, we ha I, we have really good relationship, and I would like uh, enjoy every second with with Adelaide supporters. Now, Marcos, talking about love, you've been quoted in the newspapers saying a football should be treated like a man treats his girlfriend. <laughs> now, you've never yeah. seen the Fortiagos. We're pretty ugly blokes, and we don't have girlfriends. So, <laughs> what did you actually mean by that? <laughs> Uh, I talk about, you know, uh, respect. The, you know, when you are really, really jealous, the, the, <laughs> the your girlfriend and uh, or the woman, you know. Uh, um, I am the, the the guy love respect and go to the cinema, relax and look after the drinks, the coke, and look after the. Try, try, try the my girlfriend feel alright. Um, this is what what I I try it. Try the ball feel feel my feet good and and not try you know like if the ball will say something for me I say oh Marco Flores why you not why you not treat me better you know <laughs> <laughs> and I try look after the ball and say and sometimes I I hold her in my hands the soccer ball and I say you know what sorry today I couldn't touch good and and I I be good bad boy today in the training but I promise in the in the on the game I will try you in front of fifty thousand people good. <laughs> and this is my audience in my philosophy the game you know the life you're such a philosopher Marcos that's beautiful now yeah and, and with, with terrible English <laughs> <laughs> well imagine if you said it in Spanish it would be beautiful <laughs> <laughs> I will I will explain better but I hope that you understand of the, course. My, this that's okay. I absolutely understand you perfectly. Now, let's take you back to your early days in Argentina. Now, you started your football as an 18-year-old with uh, Union de Santa Fe, uh, but yep. then transferred to Newell Old Boys, a club that once had, you know, the greats like Diego Maradona, Gabriel Batistuta, Lionel Messi on its books. What was it like playing for that club, and did the pressure come from playing for such a great club? Oof, this club, uh, you know, um, it's my first... In my first experience, this club gave me the chance to be, to take my dreams. You know, when when I start playing the little kids, I say for for a couple of person that they couldn't believe, they start football when my mom pregnant, <laughs> because I start kicking the stomach every time, every day, and and after when I when I start talking with my family and and they look me play every 23 hours of the day. And just slept one hour, <laughs> and they say maybe this guy will play football one day. And and yeah, and when I play my first experience in Union de Santa Fe, my first game, and I score the goal, and I take, and I touch the sky with my hands. Um, this is when I say, okay, now I start my life. Now my dream, I have to start live my dreams. And and afterward, yeah, I I transferred to Newcastle Boys. Um, in New South Wales, I learned about the be a professional player when you have to learn everything when you play against Riquelme, 
when you play against Boca Juniors, when you play against big players, and you learn about that. And after the life, uh, the life and my destiny bring me to Australia. And I feel so proud for that because I push and I work really hard across the year. And I try it, the, the, the you, the you understand my game, um, um, enjoy my game. This is my, this is my experience, I know. Now, Marcus, uh, the, uh, the Diego's, the four Diego's are named after Diego Maradona. We love to watch him play. In 1986, the World Cup, he won it off his own boot. He was fantastic. We love Argentinian players. Lionel Messi, there's some other great players over the generations that we love watching. The way they play for their country, the passion they play with, the skill, the determination. What is it about Argentina that makes such great players? Uh, the culture. This, this is the point, culture, because we breed football. In one coffee, in one coffee in Argentina, you will go to the coffee like, I don't know, coffees in Glenel or Henley Beach or, I don't know, the city, and you still look and, and two old people to, or, my, or your father, or take the newspaper, and they read first football and after politics and after... <laughs> and after economy and after this stuff. Uh, we are that, we breathe football. And, and after the pressure, the supporters for the players is so big and you have, to, you have to make good skills, but you have to run. Sometimes the players confuse when one player have technique and say, oh, I have technique, why I have to run? <laughs> no, 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 this is, you know, this is not the point. The point is, you are a good player when you will run, when you will make skills, when, you, when one game is hard and you will push more, and the character and, the, and everything. And I say this award, this medal, I receive, I receive, you know why? Because I have one quality. If I have one quality, in my game, it's not my first touch, it's not my shoot, it's not my skills. I received these awards because for my passion, because I have a lot of passion, and my passion make me look better, make me play, try everything. You know what I mean? Mm. But if you don't have passion for football, it's better that you're still in the office. It's better <laughs> that you. You 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 dream in, in dogs or be the doctor or be the lawyer or doesn't matter. But if you have passion for the sport, because if you don't have passion, you you come you come run with with ten teammates and look after the teammates. Because you have to be passionate for that. Now, Marcos, we love South Americans uh, in Australia. We love watching Brazil play Argentina, Chile, all the all the sides, especially in the World Cup. Um, now, what you've played in Argentina, obviously, and in Chile. You're now playing in the A League in Australia. You're the best player in the competition, as voted by your own peers this week. What's the difference between the two? And did you have to adjust your game for the Australian A League? I, I really changed. I. Uh... Um, in Argentina, in, in South America, uh, these things that when you respect the ball, they treat the ball like a girlfriend and this stuff, uh, is every second. When you miss the ball in Argentina, you have to run 10 hours for 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 win the ball again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And here, the transitions and the possession is like nothing. It's in, in every second, you will lose the ball, and in every second, you will win the ball. Mm. And make me like 
and say, okay, Marcos, in this football you have to take other decisions, take, you have to run more, you have to fight more, you have to be strong more because they are strong and they want me to smash me, <laughs> they try it. Um, and, and you know what? And I thought every game, before the, before the game, still in my home, I'm start, stay, still thinking on the game and I say, okay, today I will take 10 times, 10 times the ball and I have to make the something happen in 10 balls. In Argentina, for game, you, you touch maybe 40 or 45. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I say, and I say, I don't know. I want to the Allied supporters see the in tempo. If Marco Flores start tempos, Marco Flores will try make uh, make something happen in tempos. You know what I mean? Yes. I I put in my my games too much risk sometimes, <laughs> and for that I, I have to apologize to the supporters because sometimes I miss the ball so quick. But the point is, I, I tried that because I wanted to make something happen, something special in every ball. And for number 10, you have to protect the ball every time. No, you know, you know, risk the ball every time. You know what I mean? Well, absolutely, Marcos, and we, and that's why we love watching you play because you play, you know, quite differently to everyone else, and you take those risks. And because you've taken those risks, uh, you have a reward here as the best player in the Australian A League with the Johnny Warren Medal. And uh, we hope that you don't end your love affair and move <laughs> from Adelaide United soon. We want you to stay in the A League. I would love, and I, I know, uh, I want to say for every Adelaide supporter. I want to say that I want to stay in Australia. I under pressure now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now I have to keep doing more, and I want to show that I have 25 years and I will improve. Marcos, thank you very much. That was a special soft sombrero moment with Adelaide United star Marcos Flores. Next up, it's a global football update, so stay tuned. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. You're probably a coach who turned out to be the wrong man in the wrong job for the wrong team at the wrong time. Other than that, have faith. You're a fine selection. This has been a sad coaching moment by the 40 Agos. Welcome back. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia, your weekly dose of world football. Don't forget, if you'd like to be part of the show, you can email us on 4diegos at bigpond.com. We'd love to hear from you. Or follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash 4diegos. Let us know your thoughts and your opinion on the world game. Carlos, it's the UEFA Champions League. We're getting down to the business end. Uh, teams fighting to be in the final eight. And the big game was Barcelona versus Arsenal. Arsenal went into this game, you know, with a lead here and Barcelona cocky. defeated. They were cocky, Rodrigo. They were 2-1 up after a home league. <laughs> and they thought they'd won it. <laughs> they were, they lost, in fact, uh, 3-1 uh, in Barcelona. Lionel Messi scored twice. Xavi scored as well. And uh, Arsenal didn't score at all because Sergio Busquets scored an own <laughs> goal for Arsenal. So Rodrigo, look, I, I know that we're in, you know, our friends in India, our <laughs> friends in Asia, our friends in Oceania know that uh, I've been a bit negative about Arsenal before. And I don't mm. want to be known as a shower or a person that is anti-Arsenal. But, but I'm going to have a crack at them again today. <laughs> yeah, go for it. I mean, they were clearly... Our Played the other night. They were they were plucky. 
Mm. They were scrappy. They were gritty. But they certainly weren't the best side. And for them to come come out afterwards, Arsene Wenger in particular, Robin Van Persie, the player that was sent off ridiculously, uh, you know, because of his, you know his own stupidity, um, and saying that they had a chance to win that game against uh, Barcelona is ridiculous. Of course, Robin Van Persie was sent off because he uh, had a shot at goal after the uh, uh, the referee flagged uh, offside. Yeah, and blow, which, blew his whistle. And everyone yeah. knows who's ever played the game or even watched the game would know that uh, if you're on the yellow card and you kick the ball after a whistle's blind, you're going to get another yellow card. It's like uh, it's just it's ridiculous, and they're they're poor losers, Rodrigo. They are coming across as that. I have to mm. agree. So Barcelona Barcelona threw four three on aggregate. Uh, in the other game, Shakhtar Donetsk defeated AS Roma three nil to go through six two on aggregate. Uh, bad times over there at AS Roma. Certainly, and uh, really they're. The, the way they played, having watched the game, uh, was pretty poor. And, uh, you know, they did lose a man, Philip Metexas, uh, early in the first half or late in the first half. And that made a difference, of course, 10 versus 11. But really, an Italian side, that shouldn't make a difference to an Italian side because they're very used to playing with 10 mm. men. Uh, great performance by uh, Shakhtar Donetsk, but uh, Roma, tail between their legs back to Italy. The interesting uh, subtext to this one was Marco Borriello missed a penalty. And apparently when he get against these coaches' wishes uh, <laughs> not to take penalties, he decided... Uh, that he had a goal drought and wanted to wanted to take the penalty it's himself. It's all about me, Rodrigo, yeah, with those all, Italians it's sometimes. All, it's all about Marco in that case. Mm. They lost. So uh, Tottenham Hotspur and AC Milan uh, went nil all. And this is huge news. Tottenham Hotspur go through to the final eight, 1-0 on aggregate. Incredible. Tottenham Hotspur is no better than the fourth place side. I mean, that's at their best mm. in the English Premier League. AC Milan's leading the Italian city at the moment. They've got a strike force, a three-pronged attack, Ibrahimovic, Pato, and also they, they have uh, Rubinio. Rubinio. Great players. And uh, Tottenham Hotspur really you know, uh, closed them down in the, in the game today and uh, they really didn't look like losing at any stage. Unbelievable. So Peter Crouch's goal in the last game gets them through and uh, in the other game, Schalke defeated Valencia 3-1. Schalke go through 4-2 on aggregate in that game as well. Uh, good for them. Fantastic. And uh, Raul, uh, of course, the, the Real Madrid, Madrid le- legend who's in, uh, he's experienced a bit of an Indian summer there at Schalke at the moment, doing great work for the, the Germans. Didn't score in this game, but scored in the first leg. Uh, I hope they do it for him. What about uh, just in the games coming up, Bayern Munich uh, against Inter Milan. Bayern are up 1-0. If Inter lose that, then Italy don't have the Serie A, don't have an Italian team in the final eight of the Champions League. Uh, uh, this is happening a lot lately, uh, Rodrigo. The, the Italian sides are Italian league. The standards actually s- certainly dropped. And Bayern Munich's not the best side in Germany at the moment. So that doesn't look good for the Italians. In the other games, Manchester United and Marseille. Chelsea take on Copenhagen and Real Madrid play Leon Carlos, just a quick uh, mention of uh, Manchester United uh, losing uh, to Liverpool 3-1. Uh, d- poor, poor. And all their, all their nightmares have come at once there. Uh, great result for Liverpool. It means nothing in the end. They're not going to win anything this year. It might just stymie Manchester United's chance of uh, going uh, one ahead in the uh, league title race. Fantastic there. Thanks, Carlos. That's it for this week's show. You can join Carlos and I from 4diegos.com for your dose of world football every week here on World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. Until next week. Olé! Olé!